Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Cultural Contrarian, also Ryan Miller. As I have been on a jag to help people establish freedom and exercise liberty, absent of the powers of threats, intimidation, coercion, duress, violence, false imprisonment, kidnapping, and more, I thought it would be good to take a step back in time and allow my voice to echo and support and honor the drafters of our Declaration of Independence. So this broadcast is going to be me memorializing, in my words, what our Founding Fathers drafted in the Congress of July 4th, 1776. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that when any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. 
he has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of peoples unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He's called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many firmness his invasions of the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convolutions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migration hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing to his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He is affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his scent to their acts of pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punish punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended defenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters and abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coast, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. 
He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the wor works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with the circumstances of cruelty and perfidity, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages, and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas, to bear arm, arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited documents, insurrections among us. He has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sex, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren we have warned them from time to time of the attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity and have conjured them by the tides of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them, as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress, assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the recititude of our intentions. Do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states. They are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have the full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may have right do. And for the support of this declaration, and with the firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our sac sacred honor. It's beautiful to read the names of the signatories of this document. These are powerful, noble, God-fearing, honorable, honorable men. So next I will be reading through our Bill of Rights. Now, let's move forward on the Bill of Rights. On, separate, on September 25th, 1789, 
the first Congress of the United States proposed 12 amendments to the Constitution. The 1789 Joint Resolution of Congress proposing the amendments is on display at the Rotunda in the National Archives Museum, and 10 of the proposed 12 amendments were ratified by three-fourths of the state's legislature on December 15th of 1791. The ratified articles, Articles 3 through 12, constitute the first 10 amendments of the Constitution, or the U.S. Bill of Rights. In 1992, 203 years after it was proposed, Article 2 was ratified as the 27th Amendment to the Constitution. Article 1 was never ratified. Here's the original transcription of the 1789 Joint Resolution. Congress of the United States began and held at the City of New York on Wednesday, the 4th of March, 1789. The conventions of a number of states having at the time of their adopting the Constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that further declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added and as extending the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure the beneficent ends of its institution. Resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled two-thirds of both houses concurring that the following articles be proposed to the legislatures of the several states as amended to the Constitution of the United States, all or any of which articles, when ratified by three-fourths of the said legislatures, to be a valid to all intents and purposes as part of the said Constitution. <clears throat> Articles, in addition to and amendments of the Constitution of the United States of America, proposed by Congress and ratified by the legislatures of the several states pursuant to the fifth article of the original Constitution. After the first enumeration required by the first article of the Constitution, there shall be one representative for every 30,000 until the number shall amount to 100, after which the proportion shall be so regulated by Congress that there shall not be less than 100 representatives nor less than one representative for every 40,000 persons until the number of representatives shall amount to 200, after which the proportion shall be so regulated by Congress that there shall not be less than 200 representatives, nor more than one representative for every 50,000 persons. Article the second, no law varying the compensation for the services of the senators and representatives shall take effect and until an election of representatives shall have intervened. Article the third. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Article the fourth a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Article the fifth. No 
soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. Article the Sixth. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Article the seventh. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Article the Eighth. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witness against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Article the Ninth. In suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Article the Tenth. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Article the Eleventh. The enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others restrained by the people. Article the Twelfth. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectfully, respectively, or to the people. There are additional amendments, 11 through 27, which I will cover in another recording. Take care.
Welcome to my